0: On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, is YouTube a good contender for streaming the Super Bowl, or should you just stick with the free Fox app? And is upscaling to 4K a ripoff, or is there some merit to it? Shouting out to everybody we got coming back to us in the chat. We've had such a weird last few weeks with the holiday break and CES and me being sick. Uh, I'm only throwing up every five hours now instead of every three hours. So Thank you for that. Let's rock and roll. Um, (laughs) Shouting (laughs) out to Eric and Imagine Sagi and Kashif and Rob and Adrian and Michael Brown and Ryan and Timothy and everybody else joining us in the chat today. What's up? Shouting out to all our friends on Periscope as well. Uh, Before we get into questions and comments, I want to mention today is a bit of a holiday. Uh, It's Data Privacy Day. Uh, you can stay safe to learn more. It's intended to raise awareness of privacy issues and to educate users about the importance of protecting personal digital privacy. It's a good day to review your social media settings and change your passwords. So if you're looking for something to do during your lunch hour today, maybe go and double check all your different uh, logins that are floating around out there. I know I have a lot a hard time. Uh, I get distracted a lot and forget that I even have accounts on certain places. So maybe it's a good day to do some digital house cleaning. Uh, In the meantime, let's talk TVs. Eric says, I have a uh, a 019 55-inch 4K TCL with Roku, and I still love it. Oh, and it's got that HDR Dolby Vision. What's everybody running at home, Ben and Katz?
1: Uh, Per Katz's advice, I got... uh, 2018 TCL Series 6 4K uh, Roku TV. So I'll, I'll probably the try 55, this. 55, 55 inch. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the most that uh, could be agreed upon. Yes. With my spouse. Yes. And she still thinks it's too big. Well, maybe she's okay with it now. Yeah. Uh, either way, I'm probably after talking to you about this, going to try this Fox Sports app. Usually, I I will do like the digital antenna, mm-hmm. which which is totally fine. Yeah. And um, but I also didn't realize that it's in seventy seven twenty. So I uh, mean, I'll try the upgrade. It is
2: hard to tell. It all it all depends on your bandwidth and and blah blah blah. Um, to answer the question, I'm still rocking a Panasonic plasma from forever oh, ago yeah wow 60 65 inches uh great picture but it's not 4k it's not hdr every year that goes by i think wow i really should spend the money and get a, a oled because i gotta tell you i'm not gonna buy anything except a 65 inch oled when i do upgrade um but hasn't happened this year so I, I love that you have
1: like the plasma throwback it's, it's like hearing from like a top, uh, I, I don't know, that like you listen to records or something. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, not, doing it. I'm, not, I'm not
2: claiming that it's better. You know, like I come to work every day and I see TVs that are way better, including yours, uh, for example. Although, well, there's some pluses and minuses. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's still a great TV and, you know, it hasn't died yet. And, you know, I have other stuff to spend money on. So, you know, we'll see. Nice. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll be able to convince myself to put it in the budget next year. I know. Yeah.
0: Saying hi to our friends on Periscope, uh, we got cruising Classic, uh, Pinzuri, I think that's how that's written, and Lydon, Uh Cruising Classics got that TCL 4K Roku 43-inch. Nice. Uh, I want to know if there's, we, we're, we're always talking about like, the retro tech revival, we got the Nokia 3310 that came back, um, and all like the, the console mini-classics, when are we going to see, and help me out here, cats, when are we going to see the return of the big wooden box?
1: Oh, that's that's Oh, a,
2: the console TV? The giant console yeah. TV with the novelty
1: wood paneling. I, d- didn't yeah. they like outlaw them? Aren't they're, they're like no longer legal.
2: Yeah, I don't
0: know what you would do with them. They weigh them. more than your car. You yep. could crush your grandmother underneath them. Yeah, the, they, the, sometimes the only time, time they have I have record players built in.
1: The know? only time I ever see them is when they're on the side of the road. Somebody's yeah. just trying to get rid of them and yeah. nobody ever takes it because why would you need that television? Oh, so you
0: I, don't need it and it's not
2: practical, but I would give anything to have a chance to refurbish one of those for my own, my own purposes. There, you, I'm sure there's somebody out there that does that, like take knocks out the CRT and you puts in like a what 20 inch LCD or something, whatever would fit in that, um, thing. So, you know, that, that might happen, but yeah, it's, it's not anytime soon.
1: It, it might be fun to have some sort of like wood paneling on a, on a flat screen. I mean, like obviously with the LG rollable, yep. there are some
2: other, um, you know, design options. Samsung's the frame is, is a TV that they're selling. That's basically like designed to be like a picture frame and you Mm -hmm. can buy wood, actual wood frames that go around it. So there you go. Uh, That's one thing. I'm sure it's way too expensive for Uh, me. You know, it's not an old. (laughs) Yeah. Taking a look back at the chat,
0: and uh, Ryan's got the 46-inch Samsung LED 1080p from 2013. Really wants to upgrade, but has a hard time justifying it, because it still works really great.
1: Yeah. With, with, uh, yeah, right LCD TVs. as
0: well, while he's at it. Um, Jeremy Covington has a 2017 Sony 850 65-inch. <laughs> Eric Ryder just says Plasma. Wow. Nice. I'm nice. shocked that that's where you, your loyalty lies, but
2: because mostly because isn't Plasma notoriously
0: short-lived?
2: Uh, well, it, that was the marketing. Um, but as we wrote back in the day, it actually, uh, is a pretty robust technology. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it hasn't died yet. Uh, the thing about TVs, any technology, the thing that goes first is usually capacitors and power supply. And those things are kind of ubiquitous across. And if you have a cheap one, your TV is going to go in a few years, but the one that I got doesn't have, you know, that kind of stuff isn't cheap on it. And the, 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 Display element itself is great, you know, no burn-in or anything like that after years and years and years and years of video games and blah, blah, blah. So, well, And
1: also, what's, like, the biggest positives of Plasma? Because because there is something about Plasma that makes it, you know, to a certain extent comparable to OLED, isn't that right? Yes.
2: Yeah, well, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the, so Plasma is an emissive technology, meaning each of the pixels is its own light source. Same thing as OLED. There's no backlight. There's no, uh, you know, LCD element in front of the thing that provides the light, so in that way, plasma and OLED are very comparable. They have uh, same type of viewing angle. For example, when you sit off angle to my TV, it looks exactly the same as if you're straight on. Whereas an LCD washes out. Mm. Um, you know, there's no uniformity issues, meaning that there's no brighter areas or darker areas of the screen, uh, which is especially visible. You know, when you have a black screen or watching at night on an LCD, you see that all the time. That kind of stuff is not an issue with plasma. It's it's not as bright as an LCD, but it's plenty bright, especially because the late model one that I have has a great anti-reflective screen. So So I got a bunch of windows in my room, and you know, again, it's I don't sit there going, "Wow, this this is really a crappy picture." Um, (laughs) I I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, exactly. So you know, again, as we say, it's a mature technology, and plasma was really good. Those late model ones were great, Um, but. Uh, you know, an OLED is still better uh, in, in pretty much every way. And LCDs are better in some ways. Yeah,
1: I've been very impressed with some of the OLEDs that I've seen come in, which uh, to to your TV lab, which I believe you've told me at least a couple of years ago, some of them are as expensive as $10,000. Am I making that number up?
2: Um, not that I get into review at CNET. We generally try to stick to ones that people are actually going to buy. Um, mm. But, you know, the, the the higher end ones, you know, maybe I I haven't done a TV more than you know, $3,000 in the last forever. But the OLEDs used to be that, ex- used to be that expensive. But now that they've gotten down in price again, 1800 for the 65 inch, um, you know, they're perfectly within a lot it's of workable. Perhaps, a lot of yeah. people
1: will still buy a TV for like 500, $600, yep. but yeah, it's getting down there for yep. sure.
2: Cats, you've tried a
0: lot of different streaming services in your career. Uh, specifically, uh, you and I have had a lot of conversations about like YouTube and YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, oh, I lost it. No, oh, Storm King. He wants to know more about the YouTube television service. Uh, Connegate, he says he gave up on cable a few years ago and is considering this as an alternative. Do you think mm. that's a, a good alternative or you, would you make a better recommendation if you want to keep the TV watching, yep. like traditional television
2: watching experience alive without actually having to get cable? Uh, So, yeah, YouTube TV is our number one recommended uh, service for anybody who wants to get live TV channels, ESPN, Comedy Central, uh, you know, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever, um, live into their house um, without uh, having to pay for cable. So it's basically exactly like cable, but better because there's no box and, you know, it's just a streaming service you subscribe to. It's completely separate from regular YouTube, mainly because it's 50 bucks a month. Um, but for that, it has a great channel lineup. Uh, the DVR is superb on it. It's got a built in cloud DVR. It's got profiles like Netflix You're You know, you and your spouse can have separate DVR lists and everything like that. Um, you know, it, it just works, um, works very well. And I've been using it at my house uh, with our family for three or four. No, two years plus now. Um, so we cut the court a while ago, never miss it. And it's got all the channels that we want. Um, so I feel like the branding is a little off with YouTube TV because a lot of people probably associate it with
1: actual YouTube, yes, which is not at all what it is. It's, you know, a streaming service. Yeah. Excuse me. Similar to, I don't know. Sling TV,
2: uh, AT&T TV now, which is owned by direct TV. Um, you know, all these, all these services are out there. Hulu has a live TV service, which is, which is pretty decent. Um, but, yeah, I think YouTube TV is the place to start. Um, you know, Sling is 20 bucks a month cheaper, but it doesn't have local channels. So it doesn't have ABC, NBC, Fox. Uh, PBS, by the way, just launched on YouTube TV, which is awesome. Most uh, people around the country can now watch their local PBS station on YouTube TV as well. They're the only service that has it. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why we like YouTube TV best. Nice.
0: Okay, with the few minutes we got left, uh, Ryan wants to know about the LG B8.
2: Is it still a good option, even though it's got a few years on it? Uh, Yeah. So it it depends on the price. So if you're looking at it, first of all, make sure it's new and not like a returned uh, something like that. I would never buy a used TV um, and especially when that expensive. But the B8 was the OLED TV from, I guess, 2018. Um, very, very good television, our editor's choice at the time, the B9, maybe a little bit better, but it's really marginal. Um, and you know, again, superb TV. I wouldn't pay more than 1500 for it though. 1600, maybe just because the B9 is, you know, again, newer, it has HDMI 2.1. That's the big improvement, which could be handy uh, for gaming and things like that. And again, that's uh, just $200 more at that price point for the, you know, the, the newer version I think is worth paying. So why not buy a used TV? Um, well, you don't know what it's been through. I mean, again, mm. these TVs, especially a, a more expensive one, sure, you, a couple hundred bucks, fine, take a flyer on it. You know, I, I just feel like if you're going to be buying a high end TV, mm. I would want it to have zero miles on it. I would want to have it be as fresh. You talk about those capacitors that I mentioned before, the power supply, everything. You know, you just want as much lifespan as you can if you're buying a, a, an expensive TV. I think it's worth it, especially because you get the manufacturer warranty. Uh, a lot of places, if you go to Costco, for example, you get the extended warranties are great. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons, I think, where a used TV is just not worth the risk.
0: Hmm. Thanks for that. Quick backpedal to talk about YouTube, YouTube TV again. Uh, what is there an international presence like? Uh, does it work outside of the U.S.?
2: Uh, unless you're VPNing, which we definitely don't recommend, I would say no. Uh, it's, it, all of these services are uh, location locked within the United States. So if the service detects uh, that you're outside of the U.S. in any way, it will not work. Segwaying over to LG, do you think they're going to stick with WebOS or do you think they're eventually going to hop up to Android? Ooh, good question. Um, first of all, I think uh, Android in a lot of ways is not as good as WebOS. I think all things considered, yeah, the Android TV experience on for Sony, for example, is a little bit better. They have a lot more apps, for example. But WebOS is perfectly decent. Um, but I think they're pretty invested in their own uh, operating system, which is WebOS. I think if anything, if they would go to any third party... Um, maybe it would be Roku. Um, that would be pretty cool to see. Although they do have a really good relationship with Google, with the built-in Google Assistant they've had on their TVs for a long time. Again, they're able to make it work uh, with their own OS, and they've spent a lot of you know money in R&D. spent yeah. years on web OS. Yeah, I getting... remember
1: you and I were at um, CES presentation. Yep. What was that, four or five years ago, yeah. where they made the announcement about bringing web OS to their TVs. And yeah. obviously, I didn't realize that they're still doing it, which yeah. means that it's... From what you're saying, it sounds like they're really not going to move away from it anytime soon. If they've been so committed to it over the years,
2: and you know what, it, it for a company that's as big as LG, it makes sense for them to have their own operating system. You know, they can they can extract revenue from it. You know, they can have their control their own app store. You know, make the experiences as good as they can. Um, there, you know, they we went. I went to their R and D lab in Silicon Valley. They have a, a bunch of people that they hired in a special lab, not in Korea, in the United States, to to create this operating system. And you know, again, it's it's. Not bad. It's not as good as Roku. Probably if I had to pick between Android TV and WebOS, I'd probably take Android TV. But, you know, it's it's totally workable. And uh, I think they're going to stick with it for a while. Mm. And with our final breath, let's talk about the Super Bowl one more time. Are we going to this
0: show? What's that?
1: <laughs> our final breath. This better be a good answer, Ben.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if we're going down after this. This right. is, is going
0: to be the thing we're remembered for. Let's uh, do it. These TV companies are ripping us off. This is from our friend Imagine Soggy, selling mm. us 4K and now 8K, and the minimal content is even shown in 4K before mm. even getting to 8K. We've been talking about this for a long time. I've made my opinions about 4K very loud and very clear. Um, what is their justification? How can you think that they can get away with this whole fake upscaling thing when the marketing out mm. there, the, the household name is 4K, that's the buzzword of the century right now, or at least a decade, and then... They are going to try to sell you this 4K content that's not 4K. It's like 5GE versus 5G networks. It's all bogus.
2: So I'm going to take the opposite perspective. First of all, with the 4K broadcast, of the Super Bowl in particular, it is going to look better uh, on streaming at, because um, uh, because Fox uses 720p. So the 1080p stream is going to look better even you know, uh, on the 4K version. But, uh, you know, big picture, these TV technologies are really inexpensive to produce now. You look at the price of a 4K TV, you can buy a 43-inch 4K TV, somebody on the thread has one. For forty for two hundred thirty bucks, mm. right? And and that's basically there's no reason not it's to the buy standard. a four K TV. It's the standard exactly. at this point, yeah. right? And 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 so you're you're looking at two TVs. I don't care how much you you can't get for real four K content on it. You're still going to want the four K version because as we've talked about, we've been holding onto these TVs for a while. They're not the kind of replacement cycle that a phone is. So you know you want to get something that's relatively future proof. And you know again, every TV at this point that we we review is is pretty much 4k so the content isn't there and and but the content has been getting there i right. think that's an important
1: element um, to, to point to imagine Sagi is that uh we clearly have a lot more 4k content than we did a year or two ago mm-hmm. so it is a slow burn it is yeah. moving in the right direction yeah but i i would agree obviously as from what you said that 8k that's a few years away and there's really no reason of future proof on that because we're still only ramping up with 4k content and the super bowl as we talked about is 4k light if you want to
2: call it that it's not it's not real 4K. the other thing about 4k and hdr is the hdr and a lot of people don't talk about this because it's easy to hone in on the number but hdr i mean i reviewed tvs for a long time hdr is the best thing you can do to improve tv picture assuming that it's implemented correctly so if you look at hdr versus sdr on a good television The difference is really visible. The difference between 4K and 1080p, kind of hard to see, especially if you're not sitting really close and it's a really good 1080p stream. I compared Blu-ray to 4K streaming back in the day. Sometimes the 1080p Blu-ray HD looked better Mm. than 4K. And with HDR, there—that's the guys that produce HDR, the movie guys. You look at Disney Plus, for example, tons of 4K HDR content. Netflix has a 4K mandate, 4K HDR for a lot of their content. That stuff really does look great, and it's—it's a—it's a whole different way of producing: brighter, uh, brights, darker, darks, better color, wider color gamut. You'll see that in the Super Bowl. You'll see the color will look more realistic on a 4K HDR TV. And it'll be really interesting to see side by side. And again, it all depends on the television. But I think there's real benefits to HDR in particular, not necessarily the numbers game or resolution.
1: That's a really good point. I think HDR absolutely gets ignored a lot of the time, especially when we do talk about 4K, 8K, 1080p. That's a really, it's interesting. I'll definitely try to look for that um, when I'm watching.
0: There you go. I know we just said last breath, so I guess this is technically zombie mode, but I wanted to ask because you talked about how 4K versus HDR when it comes to making your decision in purchasing a TV. Let's let's go ahead and put a list together for those last minute shoppers who are out there trying to grab a big fat TV for this weekend's game or any other reason, but we're trying to stay on theme here. Uh, rank all the buzzwords as far as you're, if you're trying to go to a shopping list prioritizing what elements you should be placing at the top to get the absolute best television watching experience uh, rank them for us is it what okay. should you be looking for? Four K HDR, easy against easy. against Dolby against, guy. Go for you, it. We've you, got you, the guy. You, you,
2: you set me up, BBG. Enter so, zombie mode. Number number one OLED <laughs> because again, this is the basic display technology. It will hands down be the best improvement you can get uh, to any picture. Assuming so you can't afford OLED, your next step is LCD, which is every other TV. And full array local dimming is a thing you should be looking for on an LCD TV. Uh, the the. Uh, 6 series that I recommended has it. The better Vizios have it. The better Samsungs have it. You know, they're a lot more expensive, but full array local dimming or FALD, which refers to number of local dimming zones, improves contrast, picture quality. It's a basic hardware thing on the display itself that is going to give you a much better picture. Beyond that, going into the TV, it's HDR, it's 4K. Um, those things will give you a better picture. But, you know, all things considered, an a OLED displaying standard dynamic range 1080p, it's probably going to look better than a credit LCD TV displaying 4k HDR. And that's just the nature of uh, display technology.
1: Cool. And they're all 4k HDR at this point, if you're yes. buying a new one anyway. Yep. So I, I guess that's probably why that didn't even make sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, the things that I mentioned
2: are the things that cost money. So yeah,
1: go figure. That is yep. the way of the world.
0: Well, there you have it. An encyclopedic rundown of TV buying jargon to help you buy a TV. That is As what always, we have you here for. <laughs> As always, thanks to David Katzmeyer for coming on the show, friend of the show, friend to many, friend to all, lover to some. Call me uh, friendster. Right. Everybody, thanks for uh, bearing with us while we are in that weird off season. But we're back. We'll see you again tomorrow. And uh, take care, everybody. Ben, go ahead and send us home.
1: All right. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe. We're live weekday mornings, as most of you know, and we're always hoping to expand the fan base to keep the tech news conversation going. So ring that bell while you are at it and you can join us each and every show. We're also available on the go. Links to the audio podcast are available in the description below for The Daily Charge. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. And I'm David Katzmeyer. And thanks everybody for joining us.